I see so many people going, advocating for business analysis to go in and draw a process map, do a data model, do this. And then, but I, I look at it and think, well, you know, the stakeholders um, who kind of decide who's going to get the budgets for the capabilities and the teams, you know, they're not going to give money towards business analysis on the basis that we've done a good process map, right? The director level, the the, the top table, the senior leadership team or whatever, they're, they're going to see that almost and say, so what? Welcome to the Inside Business Analysis Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Jacobs, and today I am joined with Karen. How are you doing today, Karen? Well, I'm good, Tando. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. It's going to be a really exciting conversation uh, and a really exciting chat. You know, I was actually thinking about this. I think you were the first person that I connected with when I had my first BA job outside of my my immediate team and then through that connection you invited me to that one of your events uh, and I came over and it was actually a really cool event that you ran and so it's, it's a little bit of a surreal moment to be talking with you now after all these years um, that I've you know kind of been in business analysis I, I kind of remember you're my first quote-unquote official um, network <laughs> connection that I made. Oh wow I feel so honoured <laughs> I didn't realise that yes I remember you coming um to the session in Nottingham and we were running some some sort of community groups yep. um you know there's a lot of cool ones out there a lot of agile ones we wanted to do a BA one um and yeah so we uh, I didn't realize that was kind of your first intro first but we welcomed everything. everybody in yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was literally my first yeah. month or something into like my first BA role I was completely fresh but it was so cool it was really good um, but before we kind of get into the conversation today, just briefly tell us a little bit about who you are and um, what do you do? Yeah, so I'm, I'm probably going to have to declare now how long I've done business analysis. So I started, well, I started, I've, I'm a business analyst and I'm sort of a, a, a change expert, I guess. I've been around business analysis, change, IT since the late 90s, um, worked wow. in lots of uh, big kind of um, companies, companies. Uh, data enterprises, um, pensions, utilities. So, and I suppose I, you know, you you think, oh, I don't really want to badge myself, box myself in. So I've done a lot of those, a lot of those kind of roles within that change environment. And because, because I sort of started quite a while ago, it was almost like you could just try everything or do everything or, or you know just muck in because people were there um needing help so yeah I kind of I like to get involved in in delivering change is what I would probably and supporting people in delivering change is what I'd say with a broader thing rather than just business analysis right um so yeah that's that's sort of you know where I can help I will yeah yeah and and that's since the the, the 90s which which um I'm not going to reveal how long that is, but I'm sure people can do the calculations in their head. Doing easy maths there. How did you get into it, actually? Yeah, um, I thought you might ask this. So I was trying to think back. Um, it, yeah, so I, I um, moved to where I am now in Nottingham from Southampton and a, a friend of my partner at the time, um, worked at a company they were taking on trainee uh, developers and putting them through like a bit of a program uh, I think I can't remember how long it was it's probably like eight to ten weeks and you learn a, a, a programming language and then you had a job 
Right. So uh, you had to have an interview, have a comp- like a, an aptitude test that you had to pass. It felt like you were going back to school a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I passed all of that. And then they had uh, two uh, cohorts they put through. So they put um, – these were – we learned mainframe languages. So um, there was one cohort learning COBOL. No one's going to know what these are now. But there was a mainframe language, COBOL. And then the other one was PL1. Uh, so there was 20 of us on each of those, and we did so many weeks in the classroom learning um, the language. Uh, I was – so out of the 40, there was three women. So there was two on the COBOL course, and there was just me on the PL1 course. And then we did all that training, and then um, we went in and, and became, uh, you know, what was called a programmer at the time, but it's a developer. So I come from that route. Um, so I've, I've come from sort of the technical side. But I guess really, really quickly, I realized that I was more interested in the whys of what we were doing. Um, not that I'm saying that you know a lot of other people were, but they were probably much more content sitting and working out really complicated algorithms and you know trying to kind of test the code and doing cool things with it in the evenings, where I was more, hang on, what are we actually trying to do for the business and the users? Um, so I started to go, started to kind of work with account managers. We had clients that we worked for, um, large financial institutions. And I used to go with them and like learn about what um, the clients wanted and help to explain to them what our systems were doing. So even though at the time there might have been a role called business analysis at the time, but there certainly wasn't one in that company for a little while, um, I was doing that sort of role. And the nearest thing to that at the time was systems analysis. So I started to get into that um, and did some modeling in that space and and did some of that work. And then finally, we did have a, I don't think I was ever called a business analyst in that first job, but we did have a business analyst and I started to work with her um, towards the end of when I was at that that job. Um, But I didn't really get on with her style because she was very much you gathered the requirements and then you handed them off and then somebody else delivered it and you kind of walked away from it and to me that was that was not how I wanted to work anyway I I kind of moved from that job not for that reason but I moved and then um, when I went to my next job we I was much more um, I think business analysis had taken more of a hold anyway and was much more collaborative and you're able to go out and talk to people, which is the bit I really like, mm. is talking and understanding kind of people's perspective on their problems. Mm-hmm. Do, do you feel do you feel that your technical background actually helped you in, in your role as a BA? Yeah, I've actually been thinking about this quite a lot recently because I'm, I'm, where I'm at the moment, we're trying to understand kind of what makes a technical BA. So somebody, so technical BA being someone that perhaps is able to talk to developers. And I think to a certain extent it does, but not in the way perhaps you'd think it would. So I I can't code now. I, I probably could if I wanted to, but I'm not really that interested. Um, so I don't talk to people building systems and using code in a way that I use my coding background to understand it. I'm more using the logical kind of thinking that goes with that um kind of discipline that then um which is also what I use as a BA. So 
yeah, it, I suppose it, it does help me to an extent, but it's more the logical thinking. And I definitely, when I got in that second job, I came across a lot more people that came from the business route um, that had maybe come from a domain and then um, and then kind of be, for, uh, become a business analyst. And I think the common denominator is that kind of logical thinking. So I don't think you necessarily. In fact, I quite strongly believe you don't have to be you ha- don't have to come from a developer background to be a business analyst or or have um, like a deep IT background. I had no kind of computing background before I did the training. I I didn't even have a computer. So oh, wow. <laughs> oh so, yeah. That that long oh, ago, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, that which is interesting because uh. You know, to your point, I I didn't come from an IT background either. I actually switched from sales and account management, so I kind of did a very interesting switch into business mm-hmm. analysis. Um, mm-hmm. And I've picked up technical skills along the way, albeit very basic or you know not too not not a developer level, nowhere near developer level at all, but enough to at least have conversations with them to some degree about something. Uh, but yeah, I, I share the sentiment that you don't need technical skills at least to get started within the role within the projects you work on you might naturally start to pick up things along the way um but it's it's really interesting to hear about your journey about you know you came from that technical background you then switched to ba world and then you've been doing some uh, i guess a lot of ba work since then have you Mm. i'm curious to know like if you've felt or even if you've done any ba certifications or learning at all on that journey as in the um the diplomas and anything yeah diplomas yeah, so or... I've got, yeah I've got the BCS diploma so I I was lucky that I was put through that um it was a good few years after I started um and and I think it's probably more entry level if I'm honest um certainly the kind of initial foundation or the, the international diploma I've looked at other things. So I've looked at CBAP and 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 some of the other kind of courses out there, um, and looked at some of the things that are more perhaps agile based, like uh, DSDM. But I, I and then I've done some um, Scrum qualifications. So I've got product owner. I've got Scrum master. Um, I would say because I obviously I said you know I I did the diploma a few years in. Um, it's good to have all of the concepts. So, you know, the concepts behind you, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily someone who likes, you know, likes to get a qualification, but it, it, you, you do need to understand the concepts in order to um, stretch the concepts and maybe hack them a little bit, which is definitely what I do now. Um, and then, but when I'm teaching somebody, I'm very much looking at, making sure they understand the, the reasons why we're doing things and the reasons why we have like a, a structure to a process map or things like that so that they they get that before they start sort of before they you know before they properly using that tool mm-hmm. or that technique um i think requirements engineering it's something that that's in one of them in the bcs modules is really important to understand the concepts of that even though I suppose a lot of people think, oh, we're doing Agile, so it's not really like needed, but definitely how that works and the, and the rationale for it 
is still important, right? Even if you're delivering iteratively. So, so yeah, I've done, you know, I've done a few different things, but um, yeah, I don't think you necessarily need the qualifications, but you definitely need to understand like there's core things that you need to know as a BA. So you can be confident as a BA. Mm, yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with that. I think uh, for me, it was useful because as I said, I came from a very different background. So going through those courses, it, it was more useful for the framework element that you're talking about and the concepts. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the things I knew because I had a business management degree and fun enough, I was like, oh, I've learned this before kind of thing. But um, and I didn't realize, you know, the BA world used them. But uh, so it wasn't for me, it wasn't necessarily a knowledge gathering um, exercise. Should I say it was more of a just ensuring that I understand the concepts and got the framework in place. And mm-hmm. and to your point, stretching the concepts. I really, I really like that almost. Learn, learn to, to break the rules. Learn the rules to break the rules. Um, so you have obviously have many, many years as a BA um, or in business analysis, should I say, albeit have holding various different job titles within that journey. Um, if, you, if you imagine you had the power to change one thing in business analysis, what would that one thing be that you would change? I think business analysis... Sac- uh, suffers from um, from a lack of confidence, really, in there in in that kind of the value of that of what we bring. Um, and so, I think one thing I would change is that we focus more on making sure we link what we do in terms of artifacts, requirements, engineering, process maps, mod data models to the outcome. And we actually show, you know, our our, our stakeholders um, the link between what we've created and the outcome that that is going to enable. And usually, an outcome is to me, and that I keep we have lots of discussions about what the outcome of business analysis is. I think really it's enabling better decisions. Um, and that's why it gets quite hard sometimes for people to see the value of it as opposed to perhaps a service designer or a user researcher or, you know, a developer, because those roles are quite clear, project management, product owner, quite clear. Um, so I would make sure that everybody understood that um, you you kind of produce. So I've seen a lot of things, so, oh, you know, business analyst creates requirements documents or use stories or but to what end? So, if you know, if I could get everybody that, that kind of went they understood that they create this thing and then they need to present it back in a way that shows that you know this is what I think the outcome this is what is helped with this is what decision it might have unlocked and these are perhaps the next couple of steps that you might take that would be a better way of presenting you know showing our our worth really because I know there's a few places now where people are sort of saying oh I don't really need business analysis so much do we and I think we need it well, of course I would say that, but we absolutely do still need it. You know, that's a powerful point. And, and it's quite interesting because uh, as BAs, at least um, from my from my journey, one thing that we always say is always understand why we're doing something. And I think this speaks to like the bigger why of the BA role in general, not necessarily the why are we doing a process map or why are we doing this requirement. It's more about why are we doing business analysis? Uh, and, and then yeah, yeah. that why, to your point, then connects to the outcome. How how do you how would you even you know how would you even begin to understand 
the outcome of something? Yeah, another good question. So it's it's making sure you understand people's perspectives and the objective, which might evolve as you go through. You've seen that, right? So something's not, you know, you've got to hold that thing pretty lightly in your hand. You've got to say, well, okay, we think it's this is what we're aiming for for now, but that might move. Um, and then, and then when you're looking at some a particular thing or you create a process map or whatever, you can look at it against that that objective and say, like, you know, what are we what are we trying to achieve through this? Because I see so many people going or you know advising, advocating for business analysis to go in and draw a process map, do a data model, do this, and then. But I, I look at it and think, well, you know, the stakeholders um, who kind of decide who's going to get the budgets for the capabilities and the teams, you know, they're not going to give money towards business analysis on the basis that we've done a good process map, right? They're not going to do that. They're going to invest in business analysis capability and invest in career development because they could see that the outcome related to a business problem or a user problem. Um, So, yeah, I think that's the start of it, really. but those things are shifting and you have to, like with objectives and, and outcomes, you have to kind of hold them lightly in your hand and, and help people go on the journey, really, of how those evolve. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. That's actually a very good point. Um, yeah, no, 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 a, a very good point. And I, and I can see in my head uh, the, the point that you're making there about pointing to the outcome. Because to, it, is, it is sometimes, even, even with... Um, uh, with uh, employers or organizations who have business analysts, you know, there are times where they struggle to understand the best use of them or understand, you know, what's, what exactly, when should we plug a BA in or, or whatever the case is. And I think if we continue to communicate the outcomes in these scenarios, at least that, sh- that should start to give them some idea of not just what we do, which, as you as you've said, building a process map isn't really going to help to make strategic decisions, but what we bring to the table, which is we bring that um, uh, we enable the right decisions to be made in in yeah. the highest levels and the strategic levels. Um, what? So I'm just thinking now because you know you touched on this earlier about like how other roles are quite defined: product management, project management, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Have you have you ever personally thought about switching careers to one of those from BA? Well, like I said, I've probably had a go at a lot of things. Um, so, um, so yeah, I've, I'm probably I'm, I'm probably a generalist in all. I'm not a very good user researcher. I'm not a very good service designer. I'm, I'm enough uh, I'm enough to get through anything. I've probably put my hand to all of it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, again, if pushed, I would. But product owner and, and delivery manager, I see as being. So I do this, I, I kind of have to do the hand gestures now because it's like, that's how I explain it. So because I'm an analyst, because I'm interested in the problem and the scale of the problem, I'm kind of going outwards like that, right? And through my career, I've had to think about, and that's where the outcome thing comes in, actually, is you got to think about bringing that back to an end, right? Product people, project people, delivery managers, people that are kind of looking to deliver something so they go that way. And so naturally, I don't, tend to want to go towards those type of roles because 
that feels to me like too restrictive. Mm. Although obviously I've said, you know, I have to think about not going out forever. You get that paralysis by an, uh, analysis by paralysis and, and those kind of things or going down rabbit holes. Um, so I tend to, yeah, like I could do them. And I think, you know, a product owner might be the one that I would maybe gravitate most towards because there's an, as an, as an element, that element of ownership I quite like because sometimes it's difficult to have the control you want as a BA or maybe that's just me, maybe I just want a bit of control. Um, developer I've obviously done. Um, service design, I'm trained in service design so I can do that. Um, I, I suppose I wouldn't mind doing that actually, that would be a, a good one. Um, user research I've done elements of that but I, I I see the user research guys doing it now and I'm, I'm like they've got so many more kind of cool tools to do that so, um it's much better than when I've sort of done it in the past so um yeah uh, so yeah they're all kind of they've all got their their, their, their benefits but I and, and kind of things that I wouldn't be so interested in but mm. yeah I like the I like if I can get it, the freedom to have enough to have the time and the scope to really explore a problem mm. and, it, and understand that problem space. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, and and I, one of the reasons why I was asking the question as well is because I think, you know, there's probably, I've, I've, I personally haven't felt this yet, but I have heard other BAs kind of feel like I've hit a ceiling in my career as a BA, you know, I've kind of gone as far as I can go with it and I don't know what to do with it next. And then sometimes I wonder if, you know, I was wondering if, if um, they probably start to think the next step means switching uh, to something else, um, whether that is product management or user researcher, et cetera. And, and, you know, you've, you've rightly gone all these years in business analysis, albeit you've probably worn other hats within that journey. Um, but you've, you've, it seems like you've stuck to business analysis. You haven't fully ventured off into something else completely differently. Um, and, and so I was wondering if you've ever had that thought in your mind of actually let me switch because I've reached a ceiling or, or if what we do as BAs is actually engaging enough for you and, and you're passionate enough about it so much that despite the fact that you've been doing business analysis since, you know, the late nineties, um, you're still doing it today and you're still going strong in it. I, I think there's I think it's the passion and I think it's the ability to have the like I said the freedom to, to look at a it's the sort I think it's like the broadest role that you can have a look at a problem space because you can you can you can kind of flex how you're looking at things um and and I suppose now I kind of I I obviously not when I was more junior but now I kind of I plan out sort of and work out what I think is worth. I have more control over them and because and, I can plan it around what areas I might want to get involved in and what I don't, what I think is, is valuable to get involved in. So I kind of, I, I kind of plan that a little bit more. When you're junior, you, you know, you need somebody to help you with that. Um, but I would say, because I've had this conversation quite recently, Business analysis is good then as a jumping off board for other things because it does allow a, a quite a bit of flexibility to try and get involved, you know, work with the user research, go and find out what they're doing. So I've, I've just, um, somebody on a, that I've been working with most recently, they've moved from business analysis to user research. Um, and I think that's a good thing, but I think it's also worth knowing what I, what I, 
what I worry about is people that kind of move just because they don't think they've got enough challenge in the space. And this goes back to the, if you're not showing the value of business analysis, then it doesn't get invested in. Um, I've been lucky enough to be involved in different things at more strategic levels. Um, but that is that is where sometimes you get the challenge because the company or the, or the you know, the, the, the place that you're working in doesn't see that there's lots of different levels that business analysis can operate within. So, you know, I would say if you if you kind of get to that point, maybe look at other places that might have unlocked a little bit more of that. But also, yeah, you know, if you want to use it to go, actually, I want to want to try and my hand at delivery management now because I've seen enough of that and I've, I've, I've had a little bit of a dabble in it anyway, then mm. then that's fine too. But I, it's, it's, a, it's a shame when people move because they feel they really love it, but they're not getting the opportunity. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand that. So, so let's just imagine then there is, there is a PBA who is in, in that position. Um, mm. And let's just say they've, they've they haven't been that, they haven't been in, in it that long. So they've been in two years, three years, something like that. Uh, and they are feeling that um, I guess they're feeling the thing that you've mentioned there, which is I'm not really quite challenged. Uh, but when I look over my other peers, you know, look at the developers, the QA side, uh, the user researchers, you know, they're quite they they look like they're doing amazing stuff, and their their areas are quite developed and mature enough that they've got. They've got really clear structure on how things work. You know, they've got a junior, mid-level, senior-level person. But maybe in the BA space, it's maybe there's one BA or a few BAs, and uh, they're all at the same level. Maybe with one senior BA as well. But they don't feel that they're in, a, in an environment that's mature enough for them to develop and grow. What should they start doing within the organization that they're currently in to change that? Yeah, I've. That's a good question again because I've I've seen this so many times. I've actually seen this. So, um, I'm going to point back to the outcomes again, and it's quite difficult when you're in the sort of a small space, right? But what I look at it as being is if I, I'm I'm saying to people, you know, I've done a great process map. I've done, you know, I, I really do. I'm brilliant at stakeholder management. Um, and, and the people that you know, the, the the director level, the 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 top table, the senior leadership team, or whatever, I've got loads of things coming in like that, and they're not gonna, you know, they're not, they're they're gonna see that almost and say, so what? So I do think you need to start showing, um, pushing out and showing where, you know, don't create the process map for yourself. If you, it's all about, it's all about communicating and being clear and and helping move the the conversation forward. So um, start to show that some show how that is working in terms of outcomes, and maybe spot opportunities where, um, in because there'll be like there'll always be more complex projects or things that have not quite um, not quite coalesced into a into a, pro, a project. Depends on your depends on the structure whether or not they've got a program structure or you know how their kind of pipeline of change is coming through. But you sh- usually most people are in a position where they might see something else. Maybe it's somewhere where they've worked as in the operations in that space, or they've got a bit of knowledge from the other project or, or team they're working in that relates to that and say, look, you know, that's a complicated problem over there. 
I could use some of these, this learning and some of this of what I what I've got in terms of domain knowledge to to help over there. Sometimes you have to. Well, I think quite often actually, probably if you're in that sort of environment where the business analysis capability isn't mature, where I've come across places like um, some of the places I've worked recently where there's no there's no kind of head to advocate for business analysis. Perhaps that's that's the way to do it, or or you know go and find somewhere else that is a bit more more um a bit more structured and has got that advocacy because the other thing is is and and i've learned this the hard way really is sometimes it's quite a struggle to do that stuff by yourself uh, or it might take you might do it but it'll take a long time so you know put yourself first if you if you really love it and but you're not getting the opportunities and you find somewhere else who have got a better community of practice have got people there who will advocate for you and help you. You can still do all those things I've said, but you know, you've got a, you've got somebody to back you up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I understand that completely and um and yeah, I think it's you know what you talk about there is being proactive and not simply just kind of waiting for things to change, but fun fun enough being the change within your own role uh or within your own team that that your team needs to to see. Uh and so on that topic then of say uh other BAs in similar positions. So another thing I was thinking about was young business analysts, and I mean young in terms of uh, years of experience, um, but it can be young by age as well. So people who are new to business analysis, right? What advice would you would you then give to them? Would you pass on to them? So imagine if if Karen had met a BA in the early nineties, what what would you say to that Karen? Yeah, you don't want to scare people off, do you? So. <laughs> You can be honest. <laughs> it's like, an answer that might scare people off. Um, I might come to in a minute, but um, I suppose you know. I, I think it's you know. I would I would probably say you know it's it's a really good role to be in in terms of how much you can get involved in in a team, um, and you know go and use the tools that you're probably getting trained in or about to get trained in. And just, you know, don't be afraid to draw a picture, put it in front of people and say, you know, is this right? And, and, and what have I missed? And, and even though that sometimes feels to people like, like, you know, the whole thing of the, the kind of inverse effect of the simpler the drawing is, that harder it was actually to draw. So, like, you know, you'll, you'll draw a really simple, like, model of the situation and everyone will be like oh yeah we already knew that um but there's power in that right so i would say have the confidence to do that um have the confidence to to put things in front of people that are most likely going to be wrong but that's okay because it'll people people respond much more i've had someone else said this to me recently if you put something in front of them that's wrong if you're kind of just asking them questions and say and they you know that bit and they miss like half the process out or they don't tell you about the really important thing over here that like was like just like so obvious to them they didn't say it so there's that whole unconscious Mm -hmm. uh, competence thing going on um just have the confidence to 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 grasp grasp the tools put things in front of people and when when it's wrong they'll immediately tell you it's wrong and they'll start say oh you know and it's this now and all of a sudden you've got all this brilliant knowledge you know so have 
I think that's something that perhaps I, I shied away from and, I, and I've definitely seen other people shy away from, either in terms of, you know, just being able to put something in front of people or that sort of, well, I'm just, I'm just going to roughly draw things, something out. So again, you know, these pictures don't have to be like amazing thing in Miro or a, or a, a process map with like everything down to the activity level and everything on it. You know, you could draw three or four boxes on a whiteboard. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how best to do that online, by the way. So if anybody's got any tips, um, but you know, you can, you could, it's, you could draw a couple of, of boxes on a, on a whiteboard and, and have a conversation with two or three people and gain loads from it. So I would say that's probably just have that confidence to, to do that and, um, you know, just go for it. Put the pictures in front of people. They say no. Great. So what is it then? Where does that box go? Where does that connection go? So, yeah. You know, that's actually really good, really good advice because I, I definitely, in my early stages as a BA, my early years, I was afraid of looking like I don't know what I'm doing, I guess is probably the real fear. And so that then causes you to not feel, to, to almost feel like I need to, uh, I, can't, I can't show a simple process map. That just, that just looks like I don't know what I'm doing kind of thing. But actually, to your point, our role is to then really understand the problem. And as part of understanding the problem, the simpler we approach this problem analysis uh, with stakeholders, the more we'll be able to understand it and also the more that they will be able to collaborate with us. If we make it complicated from the onset, it, people are just kind of be a bit like, oh, okay, I don't know what this is. Let me let me just not say yeah, too much yeah, yeah. in case I say the wrong thing. You know, everyone's kind of yeah, having yeah. this feeling. So, um, but yeah, no, very very good, very good tips there for for someone who's I guess up and coming or still young in the in the journey. Um, what would you say then, just as we come to an end here? What what exactly would you say that you love about business analysis? I would say I like just learning about lots of different areas. I'm not a domain expert. And in fact, I, I actively shy away from being a domain. I'm, I'm kind of like not interested in, in learning about something unless there's a problem there and I unpick it. But then I've learned like when I've had unpicked things, I've suddenly become an expert in like the path the postcode address finder or or some you know some sort of random area where I've needed to, to to know about it but I use I love the fact I can just use the tools to understand an area and then communicate it to help people think things through and you get you know people it's just a common thing, right, that we're all trying to solve a problem and we're all in there rolling around in it and it you go round and round in circles. And I love that bit where you can just pull it out and say, you know, conceptually, is it, you know, is this, this, this and this? And then you get the whole no, yes. And then, you know, you realise everybody um, is on a different page because I quite often do that. I don't know if you do, but I'm quite often in a meeting thinking they both think they're talking the same thing, but they're really not. Um, so I like that. I like being able to join random dots, which is how my kind of mind works. I'm almost taking a bit of information and just fitting it into a random jigsaw puzzle of things and, and joining it together. So I like I like the challenge of that. And I like the fact, you know, you can because I've got the tool set, 
I can literally jump into anything and understand it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would, I would, I've never really want, my boss called that like the SAS of business, an old boss called that the SAS model of business analysis. So you could just like parachute somebody in, um, and they use their tools and they understand the domain. Mm. So that's, I like that because I can go in and I do it even, you know, um, I sadly go in shops and things and, and work it and like, or you, I ring the call center and I think, okay, so your process is working like that. <laughs> so my brain is constantly doing that. So kind of feels like I, I should just carry on doing this because that's the best fit for me as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it naturally happens. Honestly, I think I, I do it as well. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I look for it, but when I, when I spot it, it's hard to then not think about it. You know, when you realize that, okay, this is not working well. Like for, for instance, you know, the, the other week I had to, well, I wanted to reclaim uh, my train ticket and I couldn't believe that, that the steps I had to take to just reclaim the money back from my t- train ticket. It was unbelievable. And I was just like, I feel like emailing them saying, do you guys really need a BA? Because I'm available <laughs> if you really want me to come and simplify the solution for you because it's, it was such a pain just to doing that one little thing. But so I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, yeah, I do that a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> like I could literally, yeah. You just need me to help you with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here, you know. Just, I'm not, it's okay. I'm happy to do it. It's, it's clearly frustrating me enough that I, I'm not the only person thinking this. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, Karen, it's been such a pleasure talking with you today. And, and you know, I have to... I have to say, being in this profession for that long is, you know, kudos to you for doing so. I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's any awards for business analysis outside of <laughs> like getting certifications. But if there if there were ever some like the Oscars for BAs kind of situation, you'd probably get some sort of something <laughs> from someone oh, thank you. just for the years oh. of of experience and journey that you've had so far. <laughs> yeah, and I've tried to make it expansive you know not just do the same year 25 times or whatever (laughs) um yeah so yeah and I like yeah there is an award I love an award let's let's have a star we'll we'll find one yeah we'll find contributions to business analysis (laughs) so if, if people would love to connect with you or reach out to you in any way what's the best place for them to do that yeah I'm on LinkedIn you should be able to find me um so that's probably the best place to 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 find me. I'm yeah, interested in. I'm always interested in having conversations. I'm always, you know, I'm posting little things on on LinkedIn occasionally just to just to see what the thoughts are of the community because that's really interesting. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm great. In there. I'll put the link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes as well. Um, but it's it's been such a pleasure talking to you today. So thank you so much for for being here, and thanks so much for sharing all your words of wisdom. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs>